Hey guys, it's Clinger with the Inside Line podcast. Today we have Blake Savage, motocross trainer. Uh, most of you know him from uh, him coaching Ken Roxon and Christian Craig and some of the other guys. So we grabbed him today to talk a little bit about uh, motocross nutrition, uh, some of the training, and a um, little peek behind the scenes for what the pros do, what the pros eat, what their programs are, but also we want to make it really applicable to different riders that are riding moto for fun, uh, maybe riding off-road, doing their own races, kind of weekend warriors. Just see what you can take away. Obviously, a lot of these pros, this is their job. So they have all the time in the world to train, all the time in the world to eat exactly very specific things. But for us normal guys that have to grab lunch on the go or whatever, you know, this hopefully some of these tips that we can go through uh, will help you and make you more fit, make you uh, ride better, and just have more fun on the bike. So I'll let uh, Blake introduce himself a little bit. Basically, how did you get into motocross training and then also into the sport of motocross? Um, yes, yeah, so the um, – oh, yeah, thanks Thanks for the intro. Um, yeah. And um, so, yeah, first, first off, uh, I'll start with the how I got into motocross and – that started back in, I believe it was 94, five years old, 96, 97. And, um, you know, my, my dad got me a bike, raced my whole life all the way up till I was the age, I was 23 mm-hmm. and um, decided to, to be done with it. And that's when I, you know, I, I had a, I had a pretty good, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a career, but it, it was, um, you know, I, I was pretty successful with, with my racing and, you know, didn't get to the, quite the level that I, that I had hoped to. Right. Um, but I was, you know, I had some success in, in amateurs and things like that. And I kind of just sort of fell into, you know, like, you know, those guys that just the right on the cusp of getting the factory ride and making it and moving on. And that's where they, you know, continue to grow and blossom from there. And uh, in 2000 and, uh, 14 was my last year of, of racing or, or maybe no, 2015 was my last year of racing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just got to the, I got to, uh, I don't know, really frustrated with everything. So then I, at that time, I, I actually started working with, uh, Ken Roxon, who is, who is actually now my, my brother-in-law. And, um, I remember we were, we were training with each other a lot. We lived, we lived close to each other. And at the time, um, my sister Courtney was working for an, an agent group and, and Courtney and Ken met that way. And anyways, we became really close and, and became training partners. We trained a lot that year. He raced, uh, here in this, in the, uh, motocross series. And then I raced in, in Canada. And then the following years when, he had left Alden Baker and then he, he asked me, he says, Hey, I don't necessarily have somebody that I'm, I'm, you know, specifically training with anymore. I'm kind of on my own. What do you think about doing this full time with me? And I'll pay you as an employee to just train with me and travel with me. And he said, you can race and everything and, and, you know, continue to do that and I'll support you. But uh, I, I really need somebody that's going to, going to push me and go to the gym with me and really kind of make my job enjoyable, uh, being on the bike rides and going to the track and being in the gym. And 
you know, somebody to support him in, in his uh, training program. So definitely, you know, I was like super stoked, got on board with that. And um, it was great. We had a, we had a successful 2016 year. Uh, he, he won uh, the outdoor national championship that, yeah. that uh, following year. And it's definitely evolved in cha- our relationship has definitely evolved and changed from there. So right now in the state of motocross, I would say, you know, there's definitely guys like I've talked to Johnny O and he's very much like the trainer, like all about what to do on the bike, how fitness goes, but maybe not necessarily nutrition. Are there people that are kind of all encompassing that is just like, Hey, I'm going to tell you exactly what to eat and how to work out. Or is it things separate? And where do you fall on that? Yeah. Everyone has their, their different priorities and and where they feel they can, offer their strengths and, mm-hmm. and where they feel like uh, maybe they're not as up and educated on, but they know a little bit about. For me, I'm very much like the conditioning, the, the strengthening, the, the body work, you know, anything to kind of optimize the body to be able to, to perform at its best is what I do. And, you know, nutrition falls into that category for sure. And over the years, I've really learned a lot, but I wouldn't specifically call myself a, a nutritionist. It's not, um, it's not something I have gone out and been like, uh, you know, got my, you know, certifications Mm -hmm. or become a uh, nutritionist, uh, specifically. So, um, I know, I know a fair amount, probably as much as most nutritionists, but um, but I'm not. I wouldn't specifically call myself that. Okay. Before we get into to more of that, you know, it's always kind of interesting from the outside looking in. You see the racers that are on specific teams. You know, they have teammates, but then also uh, a lot of times we talk about training partners, and they might be on a completely different team or whatever. So I mean, not that there's politics in that, but is it? You know, as a trainer, are you trying to get? a whole team or are you trying to get, uh, you know, work with one guy and then it's, you kind of piece together who you're working with, or is it like a location based? Cause it's like some guys are obviously on different teams, but, uh, they have the same trainer. Right. Um, I haven't specifically gone out for like a specific team and working for, you know, everyone under that semi or, or, you know, team, whatever. I, everything's kind of, almost fallen into my lap and become pretty natural for me. And, and a lot of that came with a lot of, a lot of guys that rode Hondas. So at one point I started working for, for Ken, you know, my brother-in-law, Ken Roxon. And then from there, I started working with Chase Sexton as an amateur mm-hmm. who I still work with and have worked with, you know, pretty much since the beginning, I would, I would consider him, and at, at that time, I was, I wasn't, I wouldn't even consider myself a trainer when I was that first year that I started with Ken. That's when I was transitioning and starting to get an education and put racing behind me and uh, started working with Chase Sexton. So that's when I really actually took on my first client that I started, you know, that I was able to work on and he was, he was my own. Um, and I had a mentor above me. His name was Peter Park, who who can actually, you know, we we followed everything that he was telling us to do, 
and he he sped me up a lot and educated me a lot so uh, very thankful for him and then from there started working with Christian Craig and Cole Seeley you know two other Honda guys so yeah it's kind of been like a a red a red trend to be honest yeah. when you get these guys Chase and Cole Seeley and all that stuff I mean obviously their their dad has to be pretty good to begin with if they're you know they're not eating junk food and stuff but what is your overall ideologies because I mean I know some traders are very you know they might do keto they might do um something that's strict a lot of a lot of times everyone says oh it's a clean diet where it's just like oh I'm eating clean you know they're they're not really specific on what that means so do you have any kind of blanket nutrition guides that you start with or um where do you fall in that line yeah so we don't follow any sort of a like a trend like a keto or you know paleo that that kind of thing and throughout the year you know like that that name clean eating comes from you know like a a whole foods based diet not a whole lot of uh like refined carbohydrates and and sugars and processed foods things like that just getting as much good healthy nutrition into your to your body that you can you you can really make sure that you're keeping your the inf- inflammation low in your in your body and giving your giving your body plenty of you know all the nutrition it needs and giving it a like a proper base to be able to stay in a, a whole year of of you know putting stress on the body and recovering from it yeah uh, making sure that you're covering all your uh, micro macro uh, nutrients and you know choosing you know, I really encourage them to, you know, find if they have any food allergies, um, things like that, you know, something that's going to irritate the body. You got to get some blood tests and things like that to find specifically what those may be. And, and you may not have any, and you may just have a, a few. And some guys, it, it may be a challenge because they have a lot of different things they have to avoid and, and substitute with. So, that changes for everybody. Um, also, choosing healthy supplements that are made from real foods as well. Very minimal ingredients. And, you know, I guess clean clean eating comes down to organic, real foods, you know, some things that actually grow out of the ground right. and that haven't been processed and packaged and, you know, that stuff that's in the middle aisles there. Right. So uh, maybe not donuts, but it works for some writers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of goes into my next question of, of being specific, like having specific diets for, for different riders. Uh, you touched on, on finding food allergies and I think that's kind of important. I mean, I guess in our everyday lives, if you're a nine to fiver operating at your hundred percent optimum level, you might not think about that. You know, every once in a while you might have an upset stomach and you just kind of write it off as, Oh, I maybe I ate something weird, but as a pro, you know, this is their job and they're, they have to be a hundred percent if they want to work at like their body at a hundred percent. So what are some, some maybe allergies that you, you have riders that do, do a blood test and they find out, Hey, I, you know, dairy's destroying me or something or, or wheat. So it's, what are some of those that come up? Yeah, actually those two um, that you just mentioned, there are two common ones, dairy, dairy, wheat they they're pretty i guess foreign to the body i everyone has their own opinion on 
on dairy and stuff. But to me, I mean, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me why, why anyone would drink milk. You know, dairy, dairy is, is delicious. It's, you know, I got to admit that's for sure. And and it's on everything. I can't, you know, I gotta, it's hard to remember all the time to tell them like no cheese because they they'll put cheese on literally any kind of meal these days. Right. Um, but dairy, dairy to me is like, it doesn't make any sense why you're giving, you know, what, what a cow gives to their baby and not even for its full, you know, its full life. They, they're not drinking milk forever either. So, you know, why are we drinking it? It, it makes no sense to me. And people say, but where do you, where do you get your calcium? And, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and it's like, well, there's, there's so many other ways to get calcium. That's a very small issue. And uh, I don't know the, the got milk and, you know, milk gives you strong bones is such a thing of the past that is like people still hold on to and don't forget. And yeah, like our wheat, for example, it's modified. It's not, it's not what it used to be. It's, it's not like the wheat that they have in Europe, which is more of a, the seeds and everything that they use is more of a, the original has all the original DNA, if you will, right. of uh, of a normal wheat plant and the stuff that not we so heavily modified. Here. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hybrid from that. So and it's not compatible with our stomach, so it's harder to harder to digest and and process and and all that. And yeah, that wheat's kind of everywhere too. I mean, beyond that, there's a few there's a few that if like if I was anyone, I would stay away from. And those are two of them. There's, there's going to be a few more for sure. But then beyond that, I mean, some people may have other weird allergies. Some may be allergic to an uh, avocado or a, or a banana or, or, you know, those kind of things mm-hmm. um, as well. To figure that out, um, that way, you know, even just a, you may not always feel that like inflammation and, and feel that you're not going to get like huge allergic reaction, but right. it's going to affect your body and on an acute level that you may not even know. And if you just like take that out, you may be like, Oh my gosh, my energy is so much better. Um, I can think way more clear. So that kind of thing, for example, are there phases? I know that obviously, uh, especially this, this year, things got really thrown off with, I, I know one of the complaints about not knowing when races were going to happen was basically uh, racers were like, I don't know what phase of training to be in. Like, I don't know if this is, am I supposed to bulk now or like, cause everyone's trying to get to that peak performance time and mm-hmm. perform at their best. So as far as like eating goes, is there a difference um, when there's different phases of training, like bulking, cutting or peak performance, do you modify the intake of, of food as well? Or is it just like everything stays the same, whether you're, you're trying to bulk up or you're trying to cut or you're trying to, you know, whatever you're trying to do in that specific training phase. Yeah. There's never necessarily a time where we, you know, we try to bulk up and, and maybe like, maybe there are some athletes where I'm like, we just need to up your, your total intake. And then, and then as long as they're maintaining a, a good energy level and a good body mass index and, and good, um, you know, muscle mass and, and that kind of thing, like find their, find their good fighting weight and know how, what their metabolism is like and how many, how many calories they're burning at rest, um, at, you know, in their sport and in training, see, see how many calories total that they're burning throughout a day and making sure that they're 
uh, meeting that. Mm -hmm. That's really important, important to find rather than just, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of times people go out throughout the day and this is, this is a problem why, why people will actually gain weight. Just your general population is their, their calorie fluctuation is changing all the time. So their body their, their body doesn't know specifically like are some days you're going to give me, you know, 3000 calories. And then the next day you're going to give me like 800. What are you going to do? So for, for an athlete, it's even more important because you got to make sure you're meeting the right, your right calorie needs and, you know, and getting in the right, the right amount of protein, carbs, fats, all that. Um, just a, just a good balance to help them uh, recover day to day, give them, um, give them enough fuel back in the tank. That way they can have uh, more consistency throughout their, their weeks and months and, and over a whole year. So you're saying it's not really something I thought about, but like even, even eating the right foods, it's, it's still, you want to be almost consistent with your overall calorie uh, intake just so that your body can, isn't trying to compensate all the time or, or always trying to figure out what's going on. Right. Yeah. I, I do think like a lot of times in, in our, in our sport, uh, granted, like you don't want to be too much on the heavy side, right? Cause you still need to be able to get starts and you want to be, there's, there's kind of a range where you want to be, but we have our, a little bit more flexibility, I guess, than mm-hmm. others. Cause we do have this machine underneath us, although it, it is uh, ideal to kind of, hit your target and, and, uh, maintain that. But yeah, you want to make sure you're, you're meeting your, your calorie needs because a lot of times, let's say even for your, uh, uh, your weekend warrior, ride, Uh, you know, rider, he will, he'll go to the track and you'll, you know, burn a bunch of calories or, or let's, you know, let's say the amateur racer that goes to the track rides, rides, rides all day. And they, he kind of uses up, all of his energy and and everything that he has for that day and he let's say he burned uh you know 4000 calories that day mm-hmm. and then over the course of that same day he only he only put back in like 25 um 100 calories and right. then he and then he went out for uh you know the following day and he just says oh i'm just tired um from yesterday's motos <clears throat> and like just the activity that they, that he put on himself. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's not necessarily that maybe you would be not quite as tired if you would have actually just filled your tank again, if you would have, um, if you would have known that you burned four, 4,000 calories, just, you know, for example. And, um, and if you would have been able to meet that or be closer, you would have gave your body what it needs, uh, you know, through the night to, you know, to give your body the, the energy it needs to, to restore, rebuild and, and have an energy for the following day. What's the best way to keep track of how many calories you're burning? I mean, I know a lot of people have watches and stuff that, that can do it. Um, is there anything more sophisticated than that or just wearing like a, like a Fitbit or whatever? Yeah. So one thing I would recommend is, is finding out how much, how many calories you're burning at rest. Cause when we're sleeping, we're, you know, we're still burning calories throughout the day. You know, when we're walking, breathing, um, all the time we're, we're 
burning calories. It's our, you know, our, our metabolism and, and all that different stress levels will, will burn, um, you, you know, mental stress levels. We will burn different amount of calories, different exercise levels will, will burn different calories. So finding a way to be able to track that is really important and using a heart rate watch. Um, it, you know, a lot of them will are pretty dang good. A lot of the, um, the pullers and, and the garments, they can definitely get the, get the job done and something to track it throughout the whole day. Even, um, even a recovery tracker, there's one that's called a whoop and yeah. it will also tell you how much you, you burn throughout a whole day. It tracks it 24, um, 24, seven. And so I would definitely, start there see how many calories you're burning throughout a whole day and it and that will also tell you like how much your you know every day is going to be a bit different there but then you can also download an app and just for a little education for you know the weekend warriors and the amateurs um you can down there's apps that you can um it, it's called uh with a track, it's like it, it tracks your 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 macros. So you can go in. It's like a calculator, and you can uh, type in specifically what you ate, the amount, um, and and it will um, it will keep a log of it, and and it'll tell you like, okay, you had three eggs. This is everything that I had it in it. This is how much fat in it. This is how many um, you know carbs it had in it, and this is a total. Um, you know, this is how much protein it had in it. And this is uh, overall how many calories it has. And, and it, it's also going to educate you on calories and, and carbs. They're, they're different in, in all foods and things like that. So you really got to know specifically what's going what's gonna to burn the best for, for uh, you know, sports and things like that. You know, what, what foods are you going to choose also? So getting to know how much, how much am I consuming and what am I consuming? And uh, so I would start there. So I would, I would yeah. like download that app, keep track of everything that you're eating. Look at your, look at your uh, fitness tracker, see how much you, you burn throughout the course of that day. And then look at your um, app and see if you've, if you've met that or if you need um, just a, a little bit more or less. Right. So is there any specific diet? I mean, obviously fad diets are popular, but is there any specific diet that would not necessarily be the best for moto? Meaning like, I know I've seen, obviously there's, there's vegan weightlifters, there's vegan, you know, Olympians and stuff that, that obviously are very strong. Um, they kind of buck the trend of, oh, if you're vegan, then you might be weak or something. Or, and then even the opposite of that, you know, some people there's carnivore diet that's like way crazy heavy meat and people are like, oh, I'm super healthy on this. Is there any diet that you would say is just not going to work for moto or is it more about your specific body, like how it works? No, there's definitely diets that aren't going to work for, for moto. So with how, how intense motocross is, mm -hmm. you're at, you know, you're, you're very, and, uh, uh, anaerobic so your heart rate is just like really high and you're going to be burning um you know you're going to be primarily using carbohydrates and and sugars and that kind of stuff for yeah. energy and you're going to use fat as a reserve um being that your heart rate is so 
is so high, you're just going to, that's like the purest kind of, I guess, gas that you, or, or your fuel to your, to your body that you can use is going to use that first, it, you know, burns it more um, uh, efficiently and, and uses it better for energy. Um, but if you're, if you're more of like a, a triathlete, you know, style where you, you can kind of like sustain a, I don't know, like a, a lower zone, like a more like aerobic, uh, using more of like your aerobic uh, energy system, you can uh-huh. use your, your body will use uh, fats more, for example. So that's a, like a much more lower heart rate, but being, you know, since we're, we're talking about motocross here, you know, like I, something like a keto diet isn't going to be really good for you. Cause it's like, it's pretty much carbs are non-existent. Sugar is non-existent. And, and that's what exactly what I just said, like is going to be the best fuel for your body for this specific sport. So, right. so something like that's not going to be good. Carnivore diets, not going to be good. That's, that's like, you know, no, that's no carbs or sugar either. So that's not going to work. Um, as far as like a vegan or a vegetarian diet, I haven't heard or tried or, or done anything like that. I think it's good. I think it's maybe good for like a, an off season thing when they're not riding or doing too much training to maybe just give their body a little bit of a break from, you know, the overall stress that it, you know, eating meat puts on your body, um, mm. you know, kind of give yourself like just a little bit of a little bit of a break, but um, I'm not a fan of just cutting it out completely, you know, making sure you're having, you know, an, enough protein is really, really important too. And you can do that too through a, a vegan and, and vegetarian diet, but it's much harder and everybody's a little bit different. I think, I think some people, their body, naturally maybe through maybe through their genes um they can just run on a on a vegan diet a bit more you you see a lot of uh these documentaries and it's like oh this guy you look how big he is and and he just has a you know he's just on a vegan diet or look at this athlete and he's on a vegan diet and and he's been doing it for 20 years well i know more people than not that have tried it and they get six months into it and they're flat, their energy is super low and it's just not, I don't think it's sustainable. And I have also heard like, there's also like a period where your body has to adapt to like really, really adapt to being like a vegan or a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. But in my, in my opinion, it's just not, it's not meant for everybody and I don't necessarily recommend it for everyone. I don't, you know, like my my fiance is is a vegan. I think it's a great thing that people, you know, they're, you know, it, it's it's about the animals for right. sure and and um and maybe even for I I do know that with with experimenting with a vegan diet of my own for a shorter period of time, I know that when you do have a like a vegan diet it lowers as long as you're not eating oreos and things like that like you're actually eating um a legit clean vegan diet it lowers the inflammation in your body like crazy so Mm -hmm. that makes you feel really good um at one point and and i think that's that's healthy but uh 
I don't know about I don't know about long uh, over a long course of time. Yeah. So something you you touched on a little bit was basically supplements. This is something that that I find really interesting because it's like I know from following cycling and some other athletes like that, like beets, you know, beet juice and and powdered beet powder is kind of like a you know, people are saying it's a magic bullet or whatever, or even people that aren't on a keto diet are taking ketones as, you know, to boost their energy. Um, I know my chiropractor, he's, he's kind of a nutrition guy too. He races cross country. Uh, he was all about L-glutamine to like help me uh, be less sore. So are there anything like supplement wise that you would say, hey, these are the ones that I suggest. These are the ones that I know about that, that, um, I would suggest to moto guys. I, I really like to start with getting um, a blood test to see if there are any, you know, specifics that you need to focus on yourself. If you're deficient, any of those there's first address that, you okay. know, make sure you're getting in enough vitamin, uh, vitamin D is really important. That's a, you know, a lot of these are trendy right now that people are, are finding out yeah. finally and, you know, vitamin D3, D6, like uh, all that is really good. All your B vitamins, everything is super important. C, yeah, it's, it's all it's all extremely balanced to like to start at a at a baseline, um, you know, good baseline, and then and then beyond that, you mentioned the the ketones, yeah. and that's starting to become popular. And the nice thing about ketones is that they're still, you know, they're they're keto which is, you know, a legit, legit keto is, um, you know, it starts endogenously in the body. You get on a diet and your body, you know, you, you slowly, your, your body starts to burn pr- uh, primarily fat as, uh, as your yep. uh, main, main uh, energy. So, and that happens endogenously in, in the body, but you can buy you can buy ketones that sort of kind of give you the same thing. And that, that will give you like a pretty good energy. Like a lot of people, I haven't tried keto, which I probably should experiment on myself, but they say when you get into ketosis, your energy is consistent all day. Your mental clarity and your cognition is really good and clear. Your focus is good. You can now, you can now buy these in a supplement form um, and they're called exogenous ketones. And, and it will give you the kind of the same similar feel. I don't know. I've, I've tried them a little bit and I, and I can definitely say like, there's um, a, a bit of like a, like your energy is there and, and, uh, and it's a sustainable energy too. So I think it, I think they're actually uh, not a bad thing to experiment with. And, and you can also mix those um, maybe not all of them, but you can mix a lot of those with a normal uh, carbohydrate diet, which is, which is good. So you're kind of getting like the best of both worlds. You can mm-hmm. kind of be like on a normal carb, carb diet and still kind of getting the benefits of what you would being keto, you know? Yeah. Uh, what was uh, your, what was the other one that you mentioned? Like There's beet? Another... Or oh, beet, beet, yeah. or beet juice? No, I think that's good. And, and, and what, uh, all that is, is ox, uh, super good. And, and what, what beets, are, are so, so good. Um, it, it's just because there's so much, uh, nitric oxide. They're very concentrated with nitric oxide and, and that nitric oxide 
will oxygenate your blood and and it's almost they they've kind of compared it to what a it's like a natural HGH mm-hmm. or or HGH or or a nor EPO or, or something like that you know like yeah. one of those one of those uh, band one of the super legal ones yeah 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 I've experimented a little bit with that myself I can definitely tell there I used to have um, those little beat shots they're called. Uh, they're called red uh, red ace, and they mm-hmm. they'll definitely um, work good. You'll you'll find you just have a little bit more I don't know a little bit more of a ceiling, if you will. Okay. Uh, but what people need to realize is that nitric oxide is in a lot of other foods in in plants. A um, okay. lot of lot of greens like red leafy uh, greens and and vegetables and things like that. So. If you're getting that on a continu- you know, a, a consistent basis, it's like think about think about that as as well. Like you could be oxygenating your blood in a sense with have you know making sure that you're having a you know a nice leafy green uh, salad with uh, like a beet salad at night, and then and then also being you know maybe being able to take advantage of some of these supplements that they offer these days, like a like these uh, beet powders and things like that. I haven't tried any of the beet powders or the beet juices that they they juice and send to you, like what Red Ace does, but I have heard that the, in the juice form, it works a bit better and quicker than what the powder does, but um, okay. I guess you guys will have to experiment with that. Next, I want to touch on kind of almost like a run through like a normal race day, say for Moto. At this point, you know, are the, should they have already been, I don't know, not necessarily carbo-loading, but is their main fuel coming from the day before and then it's kind of topping off throughout the day? Or is it like big, huge breakfast or, or like trying to get a bunch of fuel in there? Like what, what's the kind of game plan for a pro race day? For, yeah, for a pro race day, absolutely. Like kind of going back to what I was saying, you know, like making sure – you're staying consistent with your calorie intake because that will that will definitely you know carry it onto the the following day. So okay. making sure that you're um, there's like the whole uh, carb loading thing, which is which is great, and you want to do that uh, prior to the race. That's that's totally uh, that would be the the right thing to do to make sure you're you know getting in enough food and healthy food the few days prior to the race, but that, you know, if you're a serious racer, you should be doing that kind of a around the clock because you have a busy, busy whole week that you have to, you know, ride three days and have these training days too. So you got to make sure that you're, you know, consistent day to day. And I always, I always tell, you know, it's really fun with some of the, the amateur kids that I work with. I, you know, I educate them on all this stuff and, and I tell them like, it's it's easier to you know stay up and then fall behind once you fall behind you you suffer for a day you know your your energy is low and things like that but if you would have just paid attention and and stayed up on your calories then you probably wouldn't have had such a just an under par day right so uh, a lot of times people will just think like the the overall you know riding and training that they've been doing is what is taking is why they're feeling so tired just from from one day, but really it just could have been from being underfueled. So it's like I put into just so that they understand. It's just like saying, you know, you you went out for a moto, 
you're, you had planned to do two motos in a day. And what you did is, you know, you went out, you had a full tank for the first one. And you came back and you only filled it, you know, halfway or three quarters. You went out to do the, the second moto and, and expect the same thing. But you didn't last to the end because you, you ran out of gas. Well, it's, it's sort of the same thing with your, with your body. Yeah. So when you say carbo loading, you know, obviously you could think about back in the day, that'd be like pasta and a bunch of bread and a bunch of that. Does it matter the source of the carbs? I mean, obviously there's other kind of carbs like brown rice or sweet potatoes or things like that. Or does that not matter necessarily for filling up the tank? Oh yeah. No, it, it definitely matters where, where you are getting your carbs from for sure. And yeah, getting it like, you know, potatoes are, are really, are really, really good. Personally, like, you know, everyone has their, their beliefs or preferences and whatever, but like, uh, you know, white rice kind of has this bad, bad rap about, you know, it being more unhealthy than brown rice. And I, I don't know, I, I kind of have read and, and almost more cited to, that, uh, you know, white rice may be just better for, you know, overall digestion, um, too, mm-hmm. because brown rice is a bit harder to, to digest. So you also have to think about like, what the food that I'm putting in, how is it being, you know, how is it being broke down in my body? And, uh, you know, digested. I think it I think it's good to get carbs that way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not against having having pasta by any means, um, just maybe choosing a, a healthier noodle, um, you know, a healthier base would be, would be good. Um, I would, you know, a lot of people go for, for the wheat noodle or the, you know, the noodles that are just made of, of flour and things like that. But there's a, there's a lot of alternatives out there these days, you know, like there's, um, like know, quinoa noodles. What's that? Like quinoa noodles or, or, yeah, uh, quinoa lentils. Noodles. Lentil yep. um, I guess. all those, all those things, I think, you know, finding, finding one of those that, um, that you enjoy and, uh, they may not, I mean, they, they all cook a little bit differently. They may not be right. the perfect texture that you, that you want. They may, might be a little right. bit softer or whatever. You just have to experiment with it. But yeah, I would, um, um, definitely if you're going to go with like a, like a pasta, I would, I would find, just a healthier noodle, like just start to experiment with it. Where does like during the, if, if you're kind of a weekend warrior and you're, you're gearing up for a, a race on the weekend or something during the actual race day, like say you did everything right. You feel like your tank is full the night before you're going in. Is there a place for protein throughout the day? Cause I feel like I know that that protein isn't really providing quick burning energy. It's not going to give you, but I don't know where that falls in. Like should, because I, I know I've went out and raced and did uh, basically I had like four peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That was like my fuel for the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have any eggs. I didn't have any other kind of protein sources throughout like a race day. Would you say that to, to get some of that in or is that like wait till you're done for recovery? You can have a you can have a bit of it, but it, it's definitely not like my at the top of my list. Uh, protein is definitely definitely used um, much better before or after exercise and um, you know to to rebuild um, you know muscle muscle and tissue and recover and all that so there's not a big stress like I, I definitely wouldn't say like yeah my protein my protein powder I'm just gonna have that protein is pretty 
is a pretty popular word in in the United States and everything right now. Like people just think like more protein, the better, but like really protein is quite, is one of the harder things for your body to break down, especially if you're having a, a lot of it too. Okay. If you're in the middle of a race day, I would not put that at the top of your priority list. Granted, you know, you're going to be using mostly carbs and, and a little bit of fat um, during, during your races and things like that. Okay. But in between, you know, you, it might be all right to, to have a little bit of protein in a, in a liquid form because, you know, your body uh, may just use a, a little bit of that to start the recovery process already. So it's not going to hurt you. But I also wouldn't be having like a – I wouldn't be refueling with a, with a chicken, chicken breast before your moto. <laughs> One, because it, oh. it doesn't have any fuel for you. It literally is – you know, it's not much for the, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to do much for you for your upcoming moto. And two, it's going to sit pretty heavy in your stomach. Your body's going to use, it uses a lot of energy to break down that meat too. So that's, that's another thing that you got to think about is, um, you know, on a, on a race day, giving your, giving your body food, the, that is not going to be too difficult for your body to, it's not going to take a whole lot of energy for your body to break down, um, to turn around and reuse you know, pretty quickly. Okay. What about hydration? Because um, I think a lot of people, the go-to is Gatorade. Go-to is something simple like that. People, you know, families buy it in bulk. It's cheap and you can just, you know, have it. But is there something better or something that you would recommend? Yeah. Yeah. So keeping like, yeah, what, what electrolytes are, Essentially, like, you know, there's a few few uh, different things in there, but it's just, you know, the primary thing is, like, you know, sodium, potassium, you know, magnesium, that kind of thing. So making sure you're getting plenty of that is really important. Also knowing how, how much sodium are you losing. We lose a lot, you know, as we're, we're sweating, there's a lot of, lot of salt coming out with that, a lot of salt and minerals that we, that we usually intake. And... And knowing, um, you know, similar thing with the refueling, um, just finding finding a really good balance with with your sodium. No, don't be, you know, don't fall behind on on sodium where you start to cramp and things like that. And don't have, you know, too too much. And and a lot of times uh, for for motocrossers, they sweat so much that it's 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 almost almost difficult to have uh, too much sodium, even okay. though there is a tipping point. But also finding, you know, when you're having some of these electrolyte drinks, knowing, you know, is it a good quality drink? How much so? Uh, how much sugar in it mm-hmm. is it? Because you're going to be drinking a lot of these uh, electrolyte drinks throughout the day as well. So one company that I work uh, closely with is the Pinnacle Nutrition Group, the mm-hmm. PNG. Um, they're they're pretty new, but they have some great. <clears throat> they have some great products and, and more things to come. And they, I really like what they're about. They're, they're super clean ingredients. Like it, you know, they try to just minimize everything that's on the, that they put into it and give you exactly what you need. It can taste just as good, if not better than what a, a Gatorade is and give you that little bit of like a, I don't know, quen- quench your thirst and give you, uh, good flavor, but it doesn't have like, you know, horrible sugar in it. 
too. Right. So, um, and it's going to be something that you can put in all your, all your water and it's going to be sustainable. And I re- I really like them. There's some, there's some other brands too. And, uh, I would just, I would do your homework and, and read, read about, uh, electrolytes and, and see so what you basically, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a million different nutrition supplement companies out there that have hydration powders and stuff. So you're saying maybe look for, if it's something you care about, look for stuff that's, you know, less ingredients, not so many weird different versions of sugar, just, you know, basic clean stuff. I would. Yes. Yeah. Gatorade, it can get the job done, but if you're a, a serious racer, you're going to be drinking those things all the time and your uh you know blood sugar level is always going to be you know really really high and things like that so um and you may just have you know energy crashes if you don't have that so i don't know it's just it to me just for sustainable i would i would choose something that is a little bit more on the you know low to moderate side on on sugars even though like sugars can be definitely useful, don't don't get me wrong, but also, you know, what what type of sugars are they putting in too? Is it like, you know, is it um just a regular, you know, processed sugar, um, like what or something that they put in, in Gatorade, or is it like a you know, organic cane sugar, something that is actually more closer to its original form? Cause like, you know, sugar, for example, it, it also comes from a plant too, and it can be uh, pretty pure, but people, you know, they, they, um, they modify and change it and things like that. So yeah, just right. see, you know, sugar, sugar's not definitely not equal. Something that I've talked to other like trainers about too, is, is about the mental fortitude of racers. The bikes are so good. Their training's good. It's almost some of the few things that are holding back are maybe their, their mental game. I mean, not really talking about like life coaching, but I know that some athletes or even like podcasters or, or people like that take the brain mushroom supplements like the alpha brain or anything like that to kind of keep them, help them keep focus, help them do that. Is there anything that you've used with your athletes or you've tried yourself that's like a kind of more of a for your brain to focus? Yeah. So yeah, the, what you're talking about is uh, as nootropics and that's, those are really I don't know, kind of a kind of a trending thing as well. Like everyone's yeah. kind of talking about it. like, you know, it's like the the natural not it's like a natural cognition uh cognition booster yeah um kind of thing and it can help you focus and things like that. And yeah, I've I have tried those. I've tried a a lion's mane that's uh you know a, a it's it comes from like the the top of a like a mushroom and for whatever reason is compatible with our body and kind of gives us a stimulating feeling and, right. and makes us uh, focus better. But I haven't really found like a benefit, like a, such a huge benefit. And, um, and even for the, some of the motocrossers, I've had them uh, try, try them and, and you gotta, you gotta make sure that they're, you know, WADA and USADA approved because um, there's some that do it legitimately like the alpha brain one that you just talked about yeah. from on it. And, you know, all of their, all their stuff is, is clean and, and, and good. And, you know, making sure that you're not going to fail a, a drug test if you're a professional athlete is really, really important. So do 
always do your homework there on on things like this because you just you just never know. There hasn't been a reason necessarily for us to be like, oh, this is such a this is such a benefit for for us that um, we have to have this. One thing that I have found that like there's nothing nothing that will make you focus even more just like that like adrenaline itself will will give you there's nothing i in my personal opinion i don't think it's it's needed but i mean maybe some other people have a different opinion some maybe some people experiment some uh experience something a little bit different than i do what about certain things to avoid i mean i think a lot of just overall kind of nutrition advice is to limit coffee, limit alcohol, limit even like if you're sore, pain meds, those kind of things. Is there are, are these certain things that it's just like, yeah, use in moderation, everything's okay? Or are you, if you were going to tell someone, hey, if you really want to be top level, you can't have any alcohol or any other things other than nutrition? Yeah, I think everything can, in moderation can can be fine and and also maybe the, the timing of it too, like alcohol. And uh, for example, it's it's not necessarily bad to to sit down and you know at dinner and have maybe one one drink, um, you know, once in a while, um, you know, whether you have a, a beer or a glass of wine and things like that. But and a lot of people say like, oh, it's it's healthy to have a a glass of one glass of wine every night and things like that. And it might be for some reasons, but it's also going to be bad for other reasons. And right. alcohol definitely will affect your, your sleep. And it's, it's just not, not great for the body. So I don't recommend it all the time. And if you're going to have a glass of wine, maybe have it towards the end of the end of your week. That's, that's what I would do. A lot of other things, um, you know, like um, some of these, you know, Tylenol and Advil and things like that. I I notice like a lot of people will, you know, kind of thins out your blood and a lot of people will be like, oh, it helps with my arm pumping and, and, you know, that kind of thing. So, but I don't think that people should get in too much of a habit of having that on a consistent basis because that can, it it will damage your your gut uh, over time if you're having that a, a lot. So, okay. um those those kind of things so i would um yeah i would definitely not be having you know tylenol or leave or or whatever like that because i mean your gut health is super super important so i would i would definitely not get i get into that habit what about caffeine caffeine oh yeah um caffeine can be caffeine just like the nootropics that i talked about can be somewhat of a cognitive an energy booster, not quite as long and subtle. It's more of like a, you know, it spikes up and right. and it stays in your system for, for quite a while. And it can be a good thing. You, you know, I noticed that a lot of, a lot of athletes love, love their coffee and, and I sure do too. And, and um, you know, a lot of my riders do as well. You know, you can have your cup of coffee in the morning and then there's also a lot of supplements these days that you can, take to have you know kind of a lower medium dose of of caffeine you can have this 30 minutes before you go out for your moto it's going to give you like you know this um this little bit of uh, energy for your 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 moto coming up but i would just watch how much and when you're taking it in the morning because you you got to think like it 
caffeine can be a good thing. You know, they say coffee is actually healthy uh, for uh, for some things, but also if you're if you're abusing it, it can be bad for things such as your your hormones and your adrenals and, and like your adrenals and, and things like that. So I would really really watch it how much you're having and at, if anything I would keep it at a minimal use it use it in the morning to kind of like get your day started and only use it in kind of like must-have situations okay and um one thing to keep in mind is like coffee has a afterlife of like seven or eight hours so if you have a if you have a cup of coffee it's going to stay in your system for for quite some time even though you even though it may wear off and you may be exhausted it's going to be in your in your system so let's say you had a let's say you had a cup of coffee at uh or or something with caffeine at five o'clock and you're going to bed at nine or ten well just because you shut your eyes and and go to bed you know just because you can do that does not mean that you're necessarily getting the most quality sleep that you could ever get i would i would use the analogy it would be like pulling into your driveway and throwing your car in park and letting it idle you know just because it's not you know just because the wheels aren't going round and round anymore um, doesn't mean that the, the engine's not still still going i would just watch that and sleep is is a huge huge priority for me yeah that's definitely something i need to remember because i do that quite often is uh, an afternoon coffee uh yeah you'd, you'd be surprised too and you can you can get uh you know we can all choose choose the habits that we have i used to be a huge coffee drinker i love it for that little buzz in the morning and then and i love it for the smell and the flavor and for for many reasons i'm actually pretty passionate about coffee but i have definitely cut back a lot and now i'm down to where i have uh i just have an espresso machine and i make my own little americano in the morning and i only make it like i would say six to eight ounces so it's actually quite small cup of coffee but it's really strong gives me what i need and that's that's all i have for the rest of the day so it the thing is like we we can become reliant on these things and if we tell ourselves, oh i just need another cup of coffee and another cup of coffee and and at at some point like like the cup of coffee is not doing anything for you anymore yeah so uh we can yeah we can kind of get carried away with with it sometimes so lastly obviously everyone in in moto moto isn't like as big as the NFL or, or NBA or anything like that. Is there like kind of a, a cutting edge of nutrition or training or uh, is there another arena that kind of moto guys or moto trainers look to, to see, okay, what are they doing over here? What's the new kind of idea? Or is it like those things are not applicable because moto is specific? Like, is there anywhere that it's like, Hey, what's going on over here? Because they might have something we haven't used yet. Yeah. So good question. Um, there are some things that I look at, um, you know, in, in some sports, but to be honest, like our, our sport is so different that a lot of things, even from a, even from a, you know, training aspect to where it's like hard to compare our sport to, to a lot of other sports. It is so different. Like a lot of people be like, um, 
yeah, but this sport in, in baseball and this sport in, um, you know, tennis. And I'm like, I don't think you understand what motocross actually is. It's right. by far the most, you know, ask more out of the human body than any other sport you could really ask for. I mean, there's, there's some other ones too, like, uh, you know, that are tough, like, uh, like soccer stuff. And, soccer. and I'm not taking away from like, I'm not taking away from anything away from the other sports. Right. I'm just saying from a physical level, not yeah. necessarily like a, you know, technical level or, right. um, you know, not that kind of way. Um, you know, as far as just a physical level, motocross is definitely the, the hardest. Um, yeah. so there's not really a lot of other sports that I'll, look to mm-hmm. um besides like maybe maybe a little bit with triathlon stuff maybe like a, a little bit yeah i can't really think of one off the top of my head that i you know follow all right well i mean i think uh, i think we got a lot of questions covered uh in nutrition and stuff and maybe uh if if there's more interest then we could do a whole nother podcast on on the actual like training because that's a whole different thing of gym and versus riding a bike and cardio and all that stuff because that's a that's a whole different game absolutely that's where i'm to to be honest with you you know the nutrition stuff i'm i'm very interested in it falls right into you know as a trainer sometimes you feel like you wear um you know multiple hats and and nutrition is definitely one of them but one of my more uh, i guess my more expert side is more like the strength and conditioning side of things. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's do a podcast then. And, um, yeah, thank, thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your time and, uh, thanks for, for spending some time with us and, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll reach back out for another podcast. Okay. Yeah. Thanks guys. Hope you, hope you enjoyed. All right. Thanks.